Alright, now it is time for our one and only Camille Chen coming on the show today. Man, she's going to be in yesterday. She was in game night. She's been working her tail off. Yeah, and I'm most excited because she worked with Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. I'm already jealous. Got to ask her about Aaron yeah, Sorkin. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. She's going to be a fun one, man. Just looking over her bio and the researching for this. Man, she... I, we better be careful. She might be feisty. All right. Seriously. You might have seen her in a huge commercial. She does some pretty huge commercial work. So that's going to be fun to talk to her about. Yeah. The Old Navy Christmas commercial. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a huge. That's yeah. going to be fun. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Here she is. Hello. Hello. Hi. Is this Camille? It is. Hi. Hi. This is Logan. Hi, Logan. Hi. You're going to be talking to myself and Dustin today. What's Welcome up? inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Thank you. Uh, sorry, who else am I talking to? Dustin. Hey, how you doing? Hi, Dustin. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are y'all doing? Oh, man, living the dream. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, listen. Um, if you don't. If you don't mind, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna pump while we're interviewing. That was probably TMI. You guys probably didn't know that, but <laughs> no, it's um, no problem anyway. at all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm getting milk like a cow. Um, how are y'all doing? <laughs> oh, fantastic, fantastic. We were just talking about man. We should just tell her straight up. Let her be as raunchy as possible. If yeah, she wants to be, I, let her go for yeah, it. Yeah, you, you, you. This is a wide open. We, we call it crazy for a reason. You could say do whatever. No, there's no TMI. You just have fun, have a good time. I love it. Oh okay. yes. We're so excited to talk to you today because we see you've been in a lot of stuff, honestly. I mean, you got Yesterday about to come out. You've been in God Friended Me, Game Night, Criminal Minds. Like, just so much to talk to you about today. Yeah. Actually, I'm actually living the dream. Yes. Yes. Literally. Literally. But what we like to do is we like to introduce you to the listeners and the new listeners out there. So we like to start off with how you got started in the industry, what made you want to do it. I see you were uh, you didn't get started until high school, right? Yeah, I didn't really get started in high school. I my first acting gig, I, I guess, my um, senior year, I did in Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I played uh, the only Asian character because back then there was not colorblind casting. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So there's, I don't think anybody else auditioned for it, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> so it was a shoe-in. Yeah, it, so, um, <laughs> it was a shoe-in. It was a shoe-in. Yeah, the only, uh, her name was Connie Wong. And I just remember because I was in choir, so I sang. Mm-hmm. And, my, and my choir teacher said, well, you should audition for the... Um, annual musical, and I did, and, and again, a shoo-in, but <laughs> I remember my, <laughs> I did acting private with the theater teacher, because I never acted before, and he, he basically would give me redirection or coaching, and I would do my monologue again, and it would be the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I just did this. <laughs> yeah, and he, and he, I think he kind of gave up, he was like, okay, um, well, at least you can sing. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool, whatever. But yeah, it was, that, that was my hilarious. first thing, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it must have been a good experience, though. I mean, since it made you want to pursue acting and go into the theater program at the University of Texas, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was an amazing experience. It 
it was thrilling and um I don't know I and again and the theater students at my high school weren't uh uncool mm-hmm. you know that can happen at some school yeah um we, the, uh, people came to the show and they enjoyed it and mm-hmm. um it was definitely an ego boost <laughs> yeah <kind> of, yeah <laughs> I can I can, can uh, kind of relate to that a little bit because I didn't start acting until I got into high school as well, and it was also my choir teacher who uh, introduced me to it, and it was kind of like a family niche, like the own little group. It was really cool to get to experience something like that. Yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't really belong to any clique yeah. in high school. Um, I, I kind of floated around and. So yeah, it felt cool to belong to a group. Yeah, you know, definitely. I just love I I love reading the bio though. How how real you are. I just I, I love how you. We had to change tits and ass to this and that. Yeah, and I wasn't five two. I was five six. So I had to change that. Yeah. I just love how real you are with it. And you're like, yeah, no, this is how it really went. Down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's silly because even now, when um, I mean, well. We'll skip forward to this, but um, when I was pregnant, I there was so much hiding it. There mm-hmm. was so much like, oh, God, you can't be pregnant, mm. or this character can't be pregnant. And I was kind of like, why the fuck not? Like, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I love that. It was crazy. Yeah. It was, and all of my jobs during, except for one, um, and I kind of, I don't want to call out because the network will probably be like, you know, I don't right. want to shame the network. They'll, they'll be calling you right after yeah. this interview. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's so much fear behind, there's so much fear behind it. But the only job that did not make me feel bad about it was a uh, single parent. Mm. And Liz Merriweather, who, um, you know, created it, she had just had a baby. And Jason Weiner, who uh, was an EP on it, he has a one-year-old. And it was kind of like the most supportive group. Mm-hmm. But other than that, all of my jobs were kind of like borderline, times up, pregnant women in the workplace experiences. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's silly. Well, yeah, and I, I, I agree with you. I, th- I think it's ridiculous to, to even have it be an issue. And we had a, another guest on a while back, Diana Wright, who's been working with a lot of stuff going on out there to try to get curve that a little bit. You know, um, having a, a workplace that's conducive to pregnant uh, moms, both in front of and behind the camera, and a daycare that's available on set if you do have a new child, and like yourself, who has to pump and has to do, you know, the things that a young mother would do, a, a new mother would do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I just worked on a pilot at CBS called um, Carol's Second Act. It's it's Patricia Heaton's new pilot. Yeah. And it's hilarious, (laughs) and she was the most supportive. She has four sons, and she said, the only way I got through um, being able to be a mother to, to three sons at the time was because Raymond was so, everybody loves Raymond, was so supportive. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the schedule, yeah, the schedule, they were, like, so accommodating to her, you know, being able to pump and take them to school. Mm-hmm. And it, she told a story that one day her sons were like, Mom, are you on a TV show? Because <laughs> she was just living life right. normally as if she, yeah, as if she was only to them. And they had seen her billboard. Oh, and wow. they were like, Mom, 
why is your face up there? Right, like, um, uh, do you know about yeah, this? Yeah, <laughs> but it, exactly. But they were so supportive, and, and she was so supportive about me bringing my daughter to set. She was like, please, bring her to set. We are so supportive of women, oh, you know, wow. moms in the workplace, and it was awesome. Absolutely. Oh, well, yeah. congratulations on your daughter. Yes, seriously. <laughs> Thank you. You bet. And uh, you can tell already you're going to raise a strong woman because you seem to be a strong woman yourself. Yes. And, and you're going to set her on the right path early, and that's a great thing. Thank you. <laughs> I hope so. I'm still <laughs> figuring it out. <laughs> um, but uh, let's talk about your first paid job because I honestly, I'll admit, I am a fan. Uh, Miss Congeniality. What was that like to work on that one with like Sandra Bullock? <laughs> I'll, I'll, you're you're a fan of miscongeniality. I love that. I, I am. I'm just gonna say, like, <laughs> um, it was amazing. It was my first. Yeah, it was my first um, union job. Although in Texas, Texas is a right to work state, so mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't have to join the union um, at the time. Um, I mean, it was amazing. They shot on our campus, mm-hmm. and we I worked with very closely with 25 other girls. It was, a, there was a, it was a cattle call audition mm-hmm. where we basically, <laughs> I don't know if this would fly now, but we basically had to pretend that we were in a pageant. So we would line up and walk to the front of the line and introduce ourselves. Um, and I remember, did I have to wear a bathing suit? I think I remember having to wear a bathing suit. That, I don't <laughs> think that would fly now. <laughs> Is it sad? I was just going to ask that. Yeah, like, like, okay, uh, did, did, what, what kind of shady stuff was going down? Did you get the director say, no, no, you got to be in a bathing suit. You got to... No, I know. Um, and we, it was like being a sorority. Uh, we I, I we worked every day for about a month, and we also traveled to San Antonio and shot on the Riverwalk, and it was so fun. And Sandra Bullock was so nice at the time. She was dating a local Austin musician. Um, he was the lead singer of a band called The Scabs. His mm. name was Bob Schneider. Yeah. Not to be confused with Rob Schneider. <laughs> no, um, no, no confusion. <laughs> Oh, and, oh, Sandra Bullock and Rob Schneider. Who right, knows? who knows? They could be good. They could be good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> and he, uh, she was so nice. And, and she would, you know, be like, hey, we're going to go see Bob's band at Antone's tonight. Y'all should come. Just inviting us, you know. Yeah. A bunch of, and I was 19 at the time. So just a bunch of, I couldn't even get into the bars, you know. <laughs> But with Sandra Bullock, you could. <laughs> Debbie, come on now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, also, I had a fake ID. There you go. Oh, there it hey, is. See? Real. I exactly. love real guests. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to ask you a question, though, since you brought it up, because we have a lot of listeners who are trying to get into the industry. Yeah. And we're right now currently based right outside of New Orleans, uh, which... Louisiana and Mississippi are right-to-work states. So can you explain that a little bit? Because I think a lot of people in, around this area are scared to death to try to audition for a union project yeah. because they think that they immediately have to join the union yeah. and somehow pay the dues and stuff. So talk about that a little bit, about that process with the right-to-work state and how you did that. Okay, I this was a very long time ago. So it's the unions are much stronger now mm-hmm. and uh, with SAG-AFTRA uh, merging mm-hmm. and like the whole commercial industry going berserk, mm-hmm. you know, all these commercial shooting non-union and mm-hmm. now we're going on strike and we're yep. striking against BBA. Yeah. So, um, back then 
so in 1999, was that when this congeniality came out? 1999? Something like 98? that. Something like that. <laughs> um, it was very different. Mm-hmm. I think now uh, actors are afraid and they have a legitimate reason to be mm-hmm. afraid because the union's so much stronger. So I don't know. Back then, I just was tapped heart lead. And basically, when I moved to L.A., um, I booked my first commercial and basically was forced to join the union Yeah, mm-hmm. at that point. But I don't know, honestly, about now, because now there's FICOR, and, which is like a loophole so people can work union and non-union, but it's looked down upon by union members. And mm-hmm. But then, the, on the flip side, people are trying to support their families, and That's I have true. friends who do a lot of print work, which is mainly non-union, and they're like, well, you know what, fuck it, I have a daughter, mm-hmm. or I have a family that I need to support, so... I don't care what you guys think Absolutely. in the union. There you go. Perfect. I, I, that's a perfect explanation. I mean, I, you, you got to call it the way it is. And, yeah. and the industry has radically changed over the last decade or so. You're right. Um, and now getting into the, the animation, the people who are doing voices for video games and, and all oh of the gosh, different things. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it really has radically changed. Thank you for that. I, th- I think that's really solid advice for people who are listening. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's subjective. It's individual, mm-hmm. and um, who am I to judge you? Until it starts really affecting union work, which it's kind of doing in uh, commercials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's starting to really affect commercials, which sucks. So we got to figure something out about that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I mean, yeah. you brought it up. You're huge into the commercials. I mean, we see that you booked your huge first Old Navy holiday campaign commercial. That one, I'm pretty sure... <laughs> Everybody in the country yeah, has big seen. Big fan. You were Miss Congeniality, but I'm a big fan of the old Navy Christmas <laughs> commercials, all right? I'm yeah, just saying. Just saying. <laughs> it's so funny because when I met my husband, he's going to kill me for saying this. Um, <laughs> he, <laughs> um, we met in 2008, but I think those commercials came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, they aired all the time. Oh, yeah. my, mm-hmm. my friends were like, get off my television. <laughs> <laughs> So annoying. Um, but he said that we met and he would like cyber stalk me and watch those oh my commercials. And I was like, that's what you watch? Right. Like, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, hey, so funny. I mean, whatever does the trick. I mean, right, you know, exactly. Navy commercials, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. And I was like, that's what you watch to, you know. And I was like, what are you? <laughs> Like, not Hallow's End, or, you know. Oh, my goodness. Um, That's so funny. As long as it wasn't, like, before the wedding, he's like, I'm going to need you to wear this scarf. Right, like, (laughs) when you walk on. (laughs) I need to hear the jingle. I need to hear the jingle. (laughs) I know. He's like, "Um, can you wear a performance, please? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's so funny. Yeah, we shot six of those commercials. Damn. That commercial audition process was crazy because I had four auditions. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because they were trying to pair everybody up, and then we all had to sing. And then when... It's weird. Why did they do that? Why did they have us sing? Because we we all went into the recording studio, but once they cut the commercials together, my voice was used for Lauren Hastings. <laughs> oh. Like, Lauren... Wow. Yeah, Lauren Hastings was like... I was like... That's my voice coming out of her yeah. mouth. So <laughs> You're like, uh, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why they had us audition singing when 
it didn't matter if you could sing or not, really. That's um, but as we've determined earlier in the interview, you can sing. Yes, exactly. At least you can sing, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. You're not going to make me sing, are you? No, 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 we promise, we promise. Well, maybe. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But is there like a is there a particular jingle that you like from all your commercials? Is there one that just hits your heart the most? Um, uh, the the state part. <laughs> 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 it aired for so many years. Yeah. Um, That's so. Yeah, funny. that was fun to shoot um, because we, I got to improv and ad lib, and they had me do it a million different ways mm -hmm. so originally it was i mean we did do the dollar on the fishing hook but we also did a metal detector we also tried like treasure buried underneath the ground oh, wow. it was yeah there were a bunch of different um alternatives yeah. to that and they they went for the dollar <laughs> there you go there you go uh so i mean what was that process like how long do they normally have you guys on set for commercials well the old navy commercial um usually it's it's like a 12 hour day mm -hmm. for a commercial yeah which yeah so for the, for the state farm commercial we shot for like 12 or 14 hours um, but that's not continuous shooting. There's a lot of waiting around mm -hmm. for other shots yeah. to get set up and stuff. But um, the old Navy commercial, we shot six nationals in a week. Oh, so wow. we shot one, yeah, we shot one commercial a day for a week. Mm -hmm. And uh, each day was about 12 hours. Oh, nice, nice. Now, I mean, booking, oh, yeah. booking stuff here and there from commercials and small different roles, you got to work with the legendary Aaron Sorkin. Is that yeah. right? I'm so jealous. I said, <laughs> yeah. I said this in our intro for you. I, I, I'm just a huge Sorkin fan. And I, I think, honestly, Sunset Strip was one of the most underrated Sorkin pro uh, programs ever. Like, I, I wish it would have Aww. lasted longer. So, yeah, I'm totally jealous you worked on that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I don't think, it, I just don't think, well, first of all, it came out the exact same time as 30 Rock, which yeah. was the same premise. Yeah. Um, but I don't think people who uh, controlled the Nielsen ratings, like in Kansas and Nebraska, really cared about the behind the scenes of, like, how a network show ran. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think they got it. And so when we got the back nine order from NBC, they released started trying to get the ratings up by steering more towards Nate Cordry's mm -hmm. brother's storyline in the military. Mm -hmm. And I think they were trying to appeal more to, you know, the general population in America. Yeah. I think people in our business and people in LA and New York loved the show for what it was, but most people didn't care. Like my mom didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's like, a really good point though. Um, sorry. Uh, it's sports night. I felt was like that. Mm. Suffered the same fate. Like you know, it was a brilliant show yeah. about the behind the scenes of a sports show on cable. But maybe a lot of people just didn't catch on to it or right. just didn't find it. Yeah, I, it's unfortunate because it's brilliant stuff. Yeah, but that's why West Wing was such a success because everybody you know loved politics, mm -hmm. or the majority of people understood and were interested in politics. So, yeah. but Aaron was amazing to work with. He was very involved. He was at every camera rehearsal. I mean, he came in for every new setup and watched camera rehearsal. Oh, wow. And collaborated with us. And I, re I remember um, before we, uh, because my role was a last minute addition. Mm -hmm. And before he, he had really established my character's name, he asked me if 
my family would mind if he spelled my last name L-I, which is actually the communist spelling of Lee. Mm. And because I'm Taiwanese, mm-hmm. and he said, so would your family be offended if we spelled it L-I as opposed to L-E-E? And I thought that was just so um, considerate of him to Absolutely. even think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's so smart um, and so involved, and he was awesome. He and now awesome. has made the transition to directing himself. So, yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty awesome as well. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, seriously. Well, we couldn't have you on without talking about yesterday. We just had Deanna Bermudez on the show talking about it. So oh. now it's your turn. Man, we just love the premise. I mean, what would music be like without the Beatles, honestly? <laughs> right. Like, oh, my gosh. I was so, when I got, when I booked it, because I had no idea what it was about mm-hmm. um, when I auditioned for it, um, I was freaking out but i signed an nda and i was like oh my god i want to tell everyone right amazing (laughs) um yeah it's so good and um richard curtis is amazing again very Mm hands-on um there and and collaborative like with if i had an idea about saying something different he'd be like yeah try that you know Mm -hmm. Uh, just so open and um, Danny Boyle. I mean, they're just the most loving couple of guys. And they flew to LA to, uh, and I auditioned for them. And Danny read with me, and he acted with me. I mean, it was just a dream, an actor's dream. I bet that that had to be freaking fantastic. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, Danny Boyle. Yeah, that's a, oh man. Yeah, and I totally get the NDA because this idea, this premise is so unique, so original, yeah. and just like I, I absolutely love the story. Congrats on getting booked and and being a part of it because I think it's going to do huge. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, in the day and Thank age you. of, I feel like everybody's telling the same story. So I feel like this is completely new. Nobody's ever heard of anything like this. I know. And working with Kate McKinnon was amazing. Yeah. And Lily James, Uh, too. Oh, man. Yeah. I actually, I didn't meet her. All of my scenes were with um, Hamish and um, Kate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, just, yeah, and Kate's blowing up, too. I mean, yeah. she's having quite the ride as well. Um, Yeah, it just, it just the, like I said, the idea of working on a film that storyline is so unique. And, and in, oh, in the yeah. day and age of all these remakes and reboots and all the stuff, this this idea, this original premise, and to be involved in that, I'm, I'm super excited for you. Because, like I said, I think it's just going to do huge at the box office. I mean, the, who, who doesn't love the Beatles? Yeah, And exactly. then this idea of a world without the Beatles. I mean, everybody, I just, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Congratulations, really. Thank you. And, and you know, we have our we have our little theories on who we think uh the two feet are and at, when they're at uh <laughs> Oh, James Corden. Yeah, yeah. James Corden's interview. Uh, we have our little theories. Is it is it John and Paul? Is it John and Paul? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Oh man. She's like, I'd tell you, but <laughs> But it is what it is. <laughs> All right, so should we put her yeah. on the spot, sing a little Beatles song? No. <laughs> What? No. no. She said, hold on, hold on. She's like, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, what do you got coming you know, up? What's the future looking like for you? Um, well, I just shot this pilot. Um, I'm pretty, I don't want to jinx it, but I'm pretty sure it's going to go. It's really funny. It's a half-hour multicam, um, and it's, like I said, Patricia Heaton, Kyle McLaughlin, um, Jean-Luc Billadeau, 
he was on Baby Daddy. Mm-hmm. Did y'all see? Did y'all? Yeah. Yep. Um, and then this hilarious comedian, Sabrina Jalise, and um, Lucas Ness from Raising Hope. Oh, nice. So funny. Yeah. That um, awesome. And Bonnie Dennison. Do y'all know Bonnie Dennison? She was on, she started in soaps, but she's gorgeous and hilarious. No, not familiar um, with the name, but I mean, it does, it sounds like a phenomenal yeah, cast. Yeah, seriously, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, it's really funny. It's about, um, it's about Patty basically taking on her second career. Mm. At, and so she's an intern at a hospital, um, but she's in her 50s mm, awesome. um, among a bunch of 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, you know, I'm still shooting a bunch of commercials and, um, and then yesterday, which yes. originally was called All You Need Is Love. Mm. What do y'all like better? I, I like Yesterday. I, I, I do too, Yesterday. Yeah. I think it, it hints more to, towards the storyline. Yeah. Like Yesterday hints to when the the existence of the Beatles, yeah. who now no, nobody knows. Exactly. I mean, I, I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Man. But that's awesome. We can't, um, we can't wait for all of this stuff. And of course, we're going to have to have you back on when it comes out. Oh, yeah. Confident that the sitcom's going to hit, and when Yesterday comes out, we'll have you on for both. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, thanks, guys. Absolutely. Of, of course, of course. Well, what we like to do to end up and wrap up these interview segments is have our guests with leave a little piece of advice for those up and comers trying to break into the entertainment industry you know what pitfalls to try to avoid and you know some things to help them to their advantage okay um i i I started coaching a couple of auditions and i had my who I coached for an audition for a series regular, and mm-hmm. she was. It took a minute. She she overthought a lot of things, mm-hmm. um, and but once she let go, once we rehearsed it with all the notes and her needs and objectives, um, and she really just focused on me. Um, she was amazing, and mm-hmm. then she went to the audition, and I just said. Focus on the need. Do not focus on, I really hope I book this. Just be in the scene and do the work. Mm -hmm. Because this is your job, is auditioning. Exactly. And if you happen to book something, awesome. Exactly. Um, And then that will be your job. Mm -hmm. But she texted me and she was like, I just felt like I was trying to control the scene. I felt like so in my head about trying to control like, oh, on this line, I'm Mm going to get really angry. And I was like, you you just need to make the reader the most important person in the room mm-hmm. and get what you want from that person. Know your objective, know your need, and if it helps you to personalize it, what the scene means to you, um, and you don't have to tell anybody who it is that you're talking to, Right. it helps you release. It mm-hmm. helps you let go. And she was like, I know, I just needed to be in the flow and... Mm-hmm she couldn't have gone wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I love and that. I think it's, yeah, yeah. I think that's great advice, not only for attempting to get into acting, but for life. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Live exactly. in the moment and, and go for it. Just I do mean, it. Yeah, just do it. I, I, great advice. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, there's so much out of your control. Mm-hmm. There's so much, and other people's behavior, and when people are annoying you, or when your mom or your wife or husband, like, there's something that you hate that they're, they're doing, mm-hmm. you cannot change that. The only thing you can focus on is yourself and your choices and your behavior. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Man. you can't control if the casting director or the producer thinks that you look like an ex-boyfriend who cheated on her and but 
even though you did the best work you could do, she's like, you know what? There's something about that guy mm-hmm. right. that like, I don't like. Mm-hmm. Not oh your God. problem. Yeah. Wow. I, you know, that's something that that's the first we've heard of that, but I got to imagine yeah. that's, that's a lot Yeah. for whatever. Cause all how do time. you know? You don't know exactly. why you didn't get it. Exactly. It doesn't mean that you blew the audition. There could be numerous reasons why you didn't get it. Exactly. Like, that's great so to hear somebody say that. Reasons. Yeah. Man, that that's there are just... so many reasons you could be like, Honestly, it's a fucking ridiculous reason, but like, uh, you know what? He's too tall. He's too. He's too, and and who? Um, they don't think about. Oh, you know what? We could put the other actress who's already booked on an Apple box. Mm-hmm. They don't. There's their imaginations are so limited sometimes, mm-hmm. and they're just thinking about money. And oh, does their face look great on a billboard? <laughs> How right. are they marketable? How many social media followers do they have? Right. Which I think Definitely. is fucking ridiculous now. Yeah. Um, so all you can do is just go in and do your best. Exactly, exactly. Well, that's great to hear because we hear from a lot of people, honestly, that we interview about how they go into an audition process and people ask them, how many followers do you have on Instagram? Like, we just think that's so ridiculous how it's become such a form of the industry that you have to be a part of it. It's insane, but it's also valid. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the world we're living in yeah. and there are so many social media stars who have gotten, you know, yeah, deals. Like, and, and some of them can hold their own, mm-hmm. but some of them can't. Right. So that's where it's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, the catch me outside girl, like why, why does she have a record deal? That makes no sense to yeah. me. <laughs> like, right. Exactly. Exactly. It, it's just crazy. I know. It's I just, know. it's just crazy. <laughs> just crazy. So speaking of, we should tell everybody where to find you on social media. Yeah. I mean, might as well point them your way. <laughs> no i refuse um um, i'm really i'm not really on facebook but i i do post on instagram sometimes and it's at that asian actress (laughs) that's great i love that (laughs) Uh, but listen this has been phenomenal thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to come talk with us and get a little crazy with us on inside the crazy ant farm absolutely Thanks so much. You guys are really fun. Of oh, course. you too. And of like course. we said, open invite. You know, if the hit, sitcom hits, which fingers crossed, but we all think it's going to. Yeah. I mean, it can't miss with that cast. No, but, exactly. You know, and yesterday comes back out, open invite. We'd love to have you back on to talk about them. Yep. Oh, thanks, guys. Not a Good problem. luck with everything. Have an amazing week. Oh, Thank you. Too. Thank you. You're just phenomenal, and we'll be talking to you soon. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.